what um what's disappointed you the most so far, Jason, in terms of the wish announcements, or has anything disappointed you? Nothing's really disappointed. I think it's really cool. Like I, I honestly have to say the the slide that's off of the atrium uh, into the kids' facility is like I know they said explicitly that that's only for kids, and I'm like I really want to go on that slide. DCL Duo fans, we want to take a minute to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans Travel. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacations and love the experience and service we get from our travel specialist at Touring Plans Travel and know you will too. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation, Disney vacation, or really any cruise or land-based vacation, head over to touringplans.com travel for a free quote. Let them know that the DCL Duo sent you to help support our show, but we're confident that you are going to have the same great experience that we do when we use Touring Plans Travel. So thanks Touring Plans Travel for sponsoring the show and now on to our episode. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's bonus edition of the DCL Duo podcast. And this week, we are keeping the conversation going with one of our favorite guests, Jason Leppert from PopularCruising.com. And Jason is a huge cruising fan. I think on our last episode, he remarked that he had been on, Jason, was it over 140 cruises now? Uh, 154 total now. <laughs> 154. I knew there was a four in there. Pretty, I had it in the wrong place. Pretty remarkable. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 154 cruises. He's been on all four Disney ships and he is a huge Disney Cruise Line fan himself. And so we couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk to Jason about the Disney wish. So Jason, thanks for coming on the bonus episode. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, Disney Wish is coming out. Let me start with, are you booked to sail on the Wish? And if so, which sailing? Yeah, I'm not uh, <laughs> explicitly booked yet, but uh, being part of the industry, I'm sure I'll be invited on uh, for media. So I expect to be on one of those inaugurals. Yeah, I'm excited. Nice. Oh, nice. awesome. Yeah, you'll be probably on the pre-Maiden probably, Voyage. So yeah. there's, we're booked on the Maiden Voyage, which is the first public one that you can buy for people who are listening. Um, but there, we know that there is at least one cruise ahead of us that will be right now. They have a sweepstakes going. The year of wishes, for, the year um, of wishes sweepstakes will get yeah. you on board a cruise before the maiden voyage, so you can thumb your noses at all of those super platinum <laughs> cruisers who booked on opening day by getting a not only a cruise ahead of them but a free one at that. So, <laughs> right. Well, and that's but those are fifty people. So the rest of that ship we expect to be filled with executives, media, people in the industry. And so you'll probably be on the cruise before us. Is my probably, guess. yeah. I'm curious, Jason. How do those how do those work? Do they, uh, they? I mean, obviously, they want you on there so you can write about it and you know add, do, do do some free marketing for for them. Do they embargo you at all, or is it as soon as you're on board, you can just start talking about it? Yeah, no. Usually, once you're on board, you know, any social media is you know open season. You can go ahead and start posting. Do they give you Do they give you free internet? Yeah, they do, <laughs> which is helpful because you, you definitely need it being plugged in all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, although Disney's internet at, at free may still not be worth the price, but yeah, uh, no. But but they're but that's so smart of them, right? Like they charge us passengers like an arm and a leg, you know, maybe a spleen for <laughs> internet, um, but. For those uh, media cruises, I imagine that they, they want you all tweeting and posting pictures on Instagram and taking YouTube videos and all of that. 
Well, Jason, so on our last show, you mentioned that the, you know, the, the Carnival Mardi Gras, I think the marketing tagline tagline was, it's not evolutionary, it's revolutionary. I'm curious, yeah. <laughs> having seen some of the announcements about the Disney Wish, uh-huh. evolution or revolution for Disney? Oh, I'm honestly going to say evolutionary. Uh, I think uh, we're really excited about it. I think there's some really cool things and we have yet to see everything that will actually be on board. But yeah, there's, it's, it's, I think it's just a step up from the fantasy and the dream. But uh, yeah, kind of this, the same sort of thing for it. And I think that's, that's great. You know, you have a, a formula that works. So why not stick to it? You know, I, I did find that I, it feels to me like they've completely rearranged the ship. So if you've been right. on the dream or the fantasy, I'm not sure you're going to be stumbling into the same places that you were. You're going to have to reorient yourself to how things are arranged. But I don't know if you had any reactions to that. It felt like a sort of top-down redesign, at least. It does, yeah. I, it doesn't look like there's really um, a particular adults-only section this time. It, like, yeah. The hyperspace mm-hmm. lounge is kind of off to the side of uh, some of the shops there. I'm not sure uh, how they're going to work that out, but uh, that, I have to say that's the, the one venue I'm most looking forward to, however, is uh, that one. It looks really cool <laughs> seeing the Millennium Falcon fly by and all. Yeah, it looked almost yeah. like it was more it was more organized around activity, if that made sense, like a theater yeah. area, dining mm-hmm. area, pool area, obviously, on the top deck, which is not net new. Yeah. But um, they're putting like two cinemas in this time instead of just the one. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what are you most excited about for the wish? Like, what are you looking forward to? Well, I already gave that away for hyperspace lounge. Right. But I was, I was yeah. a second. I'll say the aqua mouse. That looks really cool because I love the. The Aqua Duck, but the fact that they're kind of looking, looks like they're combining it with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. This looks fun. So I like that they have all those screens and they're telling a story. With do you, do you think that's a good answer to the Mardi Gras roller coaster, or do you think it's just uh, you know it's 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 not going to live up to the uh, the hype? Admittedly, I think they could have pushed it a little further. I really love the Aqua Duck, and I think Carnival's answer to that was to do the roller coaster. But I was kind of hoping that Disney might have a little bit something in their back pocket to raise the raise the bar a little bit more i you know there, there was talk uh in the blogosphere about disney working on i think it's called a black box attraction that we don't know if it was going to be something that was going to fall on the parks or on board and it's basically from what i understand it a dark ride that could be easily changed out to any ip and i was thinking to myself well that kind of makes sense to put that on a cruise ship actually because you could have a ride like a traditional disney ride that could be swapped out for whatever is the current property that they're trying to promote at the time. So I, I do kind of wonder if that's maybe some of the, one of the things that they're holding back. Uh, I don't know, but I would love to see something like that on a future ship. We should have two more ships. I hope that those are still in the works, but it'll be interesting to see if they simply follow the kind of cookie cutter model of the fantasy and the dream where each of the successive ships looks a lot like the one before it, or if they are actually planning some new things, even for the ships that are, uh, that are coming online later. So yeah, that'll right. be interesting. Well, and it'd be interesting to see if the next ship has at least the same layout as the wish, but maybe different theming, which is kind of what they did between the, the fan, the dream and the fantasy and same with magic and the wonder, right? You have the, really the same layout in each class, but you have, you know, some different, a little bit of different theming in some of the, some of the locations. I suspect the bones will be the same from, you know, ship one to ship three. Uh, but yeah, I think that's one thing I always remember talking with Disney about is that they always wanted to have something that was unique to at least one of each of the ships individually that, you know, there'd be something to entice somebody to try that and not just be a repeat of the, the last one. Well, I'm, I'm glad they did the top-down redesign because frankly, if they had just cookie cutter out the fantasy and made it larger or run on LNG, then it's sort of like, why are you paying more to sail on the wish just because it's new? So I, I, I do think there's some exciting possibilities, I guess. What, what surprised you most thus far about the wish? Um, I would say actually it's that probably that wish tower suite, uh, cause that's the forward <laughs> funnel 
Uh, they had like a really small like piano lounge on the dream and the fantasy there, but this is the first time that they're like, let's put a room in there, like a state room. I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And I think you can get like up to eight passengers in that. So you split that across eight people. Maybe the cost isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, two master bedrooms and then a bunk room for the kids. And then it sounds like there's another room that can convert Library. into more, yeah, to more sleeping space. I am just curious to see how access to that room works. Well, apparently it has its own private elevator. That's what That's I heard. What I, yeah, uh, I saw that too. And I'm wondering like, what does that mean exactly? Do they, do they have like dummy state rooms on different decks that are actually the elevator banks for the towers? So actually, I think it's probably its own shaft and they can just have access. Yeah. 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 It, it, it will cool. be interesting to see. I can't imagine you paying that kind of money just to walk into your room off the pool deck, right? So right. it's got to be something <laughs> pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. I actually ran into someone who is booked on that suite and we we're hoping to have one as a guest after they oh, sail. Nice. So I cannot wait to hear what that is like. But yeah, we have we have toyed around with it. It's on my bucket list now. And we've got a, a friend of ours of, uh, who has a family and they're, they're trying to pencil it out to convince awesome. ourselves that somehow the math will work. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, split it between two families. It's not the worst idea, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know, just my wife and I, we don't have kids, so it's a little harder to justify. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But hey, for maybe sure. for an anniversary, one of these years. Yeah. What, what did you think, Jason? I mean, talking about the tower suite, it seemed to be a lot of emphasis on room upgrades for concierge. Uh, right. Was that surprising to you at all? I mean, we heard very little about kind of the what I'll call the experience of the standard cruiser on on board and a lot about sort of special rooms for concierge class. What what did you think about that? Yeah, it seems like they're kind of emphasizing what is in the industry become uh, known as the ship within a ship concept, where by having concierge level accommodations, you get basically your own private lounge, your private sun deck, and maybe a pool area. So I think they're emphasizing that uh, based on the competition. But yeah, I, I think... Uh, you know, they're keeping, obviously, a lot of their signatures in the standard rooms, you know, the, the split bathrooms and those kind of things. But one thing I did notice is, like, it doesn't have the magical portholes anymore. I feel like they've kind of lost a little bit of the uh, the added value on some of those things. But I imagine it'll still be a great experience. It's starting to look a little more generic than the Dream and the Fantasy, kind of more of a, you know, washed out color scheme. But, you know, that's okay. I mean, it's, it's they're trying to be more luxurious with it. It's just, uh, it's a different style for Disney than they have in the past. Yeah, I, I'm curious. It didn't feel like there were many amenity upgrades, right? Right. Um, yeah. I, I remember them doing some surveys a couple of years ago around how would you feel about having a voice assistant in your room? Like it didn't mm. feel like there was much, much technologically being upgraded either. You know, and you yeah. think about think about like Princess and other lines that have C medallions and facial mm-hmm. recognition access and that sort of stuff. I, I don't know if anything caught your attention there, and maybe we just haven't yeah. heard anything. Right? It's also possible there's more announcements coming, but didn't feel like there was much upgrading. Yeah, like back in the day, like Disney, you know, was touting like their wave phones and stuff like that because that was one of the first that had it. But uh, as far as the the standard accommodations, there hasn't really been anything that stood out to me as you know, like a an amenity that's different than they've done in the past. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. The one thing that caught my attention was they finally moved the TV in a way that you could watch it while you were in bed. But then oh, somebody, right? somebody yep. pointed out online, yeah, but that means you can't watch it while you're sitting on the couch. <laughs> True, <laughs> like they, can't, they can't win. Yeah. They can't win. Uh, what, um, what's disappointed you the most so far, Jason, in terms of the wish announcements or has anything disappointed you? Nothing's really disappointed. I think it's really cool. Like I, I honestly have to say the, the slide that's off of the atrium, uh, into the kids facility is like, I know they said explicitly that that's only for kids. And I'm like, I really want to go on that slide, you know, <laughs> but at least we have the aqua mouse, right? So that'll be for everybody. That's nice. Yeah. what do you think about the dining, uh, on board? I mean, it, it does feel like a, I mean, Complete revamp is too strong of a term because it, it's sort of just replacements for the existing restaurants. But it does feel like they're they're heading in a pretty fun direction with dining. 
Yeah, I think that's cool. So they've always kind of had like of the three rotational dining rooms, I had one that was more interactive. So the fact that they're going with Marvel for that, I think is really exciting. I like even just the 1923, the more elegant restaurant, I think looks really nice. Like that of all the, the three, just as uh, an adult, I, that's the one that actually looks the most interesting to me. But of course, Marvel, you know, I can't say anything uh, bad about Marvel. That's going to be a lot of fun. So the announcements aren't over. Is there anything that you are hoping to see out of a future announcement that maybe, you know, uh, we're holding out hope for? Like I said, I still think it would be really cool if there was some sort of black box attraction that could be swapped out for Disney uh, for different uh, IP properties. But other than that, I'd like to see a little bit more maybe in the way of the adults only venues because we kind of have a hyperspace lounge and that's kind of where the announcement stopped right now. But uh, I think the kids facilities look awesome as usual and the Aquamouse looks really fun. Just curious to see what else they have up their sleeves. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they if there are any announcements around like the spa or anything, if anything's going to be different there as an adult area. We haven't heard, for instance, we were talking to someone the other day and it's sort of like, is there going to be a rainforest room? Like that's a pretty popular mm-hmm. thing on board the, the existing ships. Um, I'm, I'm really liking the the IP use of Toy Story on the on the deck. I know it's mostly in like the little like younger kid areas. Like there's like a, the splash pad is a Toy Story themed one, but there's also um, instead of the yellow Mickey slide, there's going to be uh, like a, a a Rex slide. It's uh, I can't remember what they called it. I saw it on the the ship uh, plans, but it's like Slidosaurus Rex or something mm-hmm. like yeah, that. Exactly. So it looks yeah. cool. Yeah, I I know I won't be able to go on that slide, but it'll still be fun, and our son will probably really enjoy it. I think that's good to keep it fresh too, because like you know they had the Aqua Lab on previous ships, so they're kind of changing it up and doing more of the Toy Story. I think that's really well done. What did uh, so? One last question for you, Jason. You talked about the Aqua Mouse. Do you think the changes that they're making to the pool deck are gonna are gonna result in some significant easing there of uh, the pool and the capacities and, and make it feel a little bit more open, or do you think it's it's just gonna be more of the same? I'm curious. I think it's actually gonna help because you know in the past you've had up to you know two of the main pools, whereas now they're doing kind of this terracing of the decks with multiple pools to kind of spread it around a little bit more. So I think that's kind of good to have, you know, maybe like more of a splash pool for the younger kids and separate from a larger pool for the bigger kids. So I think you're going to have more of that. And then, you know, various deck spaces and loungers, it'll, it'll kind of spread the crowds around a little bit more, I think. So I think that was well done. Any, uh, so the wish, wish is happening next year. And then we've got, like I said, two more ships coming online and they've already started, you know, shifting the itineraries around a little bit with uh, the wish doing the three and four night sailings out of Port Canaveral, the dream heading down to Miami. Any thoughts or reactions over how they'll slot the other two ships in as they come out? Do you think it's time to retire the magic and the wonder, or do you think they'll be, you know, doing some some rejiggering of home ports? Do you have any thoughts, Jason? Yeah, I think for it sounds like they're always going to have Port Canaveral kind of be the main home port of the newest ships because that's just the closest to Disney World. So you're going to always want to focus on the the newest and the greatest there, right? So I think what's going to happen is I don't think they're going to get rid of the magic and the wonder anytime soon. I think those got a little bit more life in them. Uh, and they always, I have to say, Disney ships are always so well-maintained. You don't have much rest on that kind of thing. So I think they have a lot more life. I think what you will maybe see is what would the Wonder or the Magic would do seasonally might be something that they do year-round. I, I really suspect the Wonder might end up being on the West Coast uh, all throughout the year. You might have the, the Magic in Europe year-round, or even I could see going to Asia. Maybe if the one being on uh, the West Coast, maybe have more of a presence in Hawaii going back and forth with Alani. I could definitely see them doing that with those two ships kind of being like the scouting ones, right? The ones that the smaller so they can go out and do things uh, that the larger ships are more based in the Caribbean. I would be really excited if they, as I know you would too, Jason, if they base one permanently out of the West Coast. It would yeah, be I think they a totally lot more fun. Could. 
Well, it's great because, you know, we're in San Diego here and Disney always leaves out of San Diego. And I think we're one of those ports that uh, doesn't get a lot of attention. I think everybody always thinks of LA and that makes sense because of the airport and the air access. But San Diego, I have to tell you, is like, we're like, it's only a five minute drive from the airport to the, the cruise ship here. It's like so. Cool. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and that port is so convenient to the airport. It's, yeah. You could walk it. And the train depot's right there, everything. Well, Jason, if folks want to follow along on your thoughts about the wish as more come out and uh, as you sail on board, where can, where can folks find you? Yeah. So my brand is Popular Cruising. You can find me at popularcruising.com. All my videos are there. Or you can go directly to youtube.com slash popularcruising. All right. Well, thanks, Jason, for sharing your thoughts with us this evening on The Wish. And uh, we can't wait to hear more after you've sailed. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always fun catching up with Jason. I'm really glad we were able to have him on the show to talk about The uh, the Wish a little bit. Uh, he's such a prolific cruiser and such a Disney Cruise Line fan. To get his thoughts on The Wish is just really fun. So really looking forward to catching up with him again after he gets a chance to experience The Wish and get his reviews. But until then, we'll follow along on his travels on popularcruising.com and highly recommend heading over and checking out his site. With that, I just want to thank everyone out there for listening to our bonus episode this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also leave us those five-star reviews over Apple Podcasts. It's always great to hear from you, our listeners, and it's even more fun when we get to read them on the air on our main episode. So head over, leave us those five-star reviews. Really, really helps out our show. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also join the DCL Duo Vlog and Podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself, or you can support the show by browsing over to touringplans.com slash travel and getting a free quote for your next Disney vacation or Disney Cruise Line vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo referred you over. You can also support the show by heading over to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and joining one of our support tiers. We've also got a YouTube channel, so browse over to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for even more great content. And we are going to be looking to start vlogging again now that travel has started back up. So expect some more video content from us in the future. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney Family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have a question about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.